Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Russi. What's going on, man? Wonderful to have you back, as always. Thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me and awkwardly saying everything I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was yawning during the countdown, so I was like, oh no, am I going to finish up by the, time, by the time he gets finished this count? <laughs> as you got the one, I was like, oh, I'll get up just in time. So, yeah, <laughs> all good. Nice. Made it. I made nice. it in. Uh, but yes, another week, another episode. We are back, and today's gonna be a good one, I think. Again, We're I gonna... sure hope so, because yeah. otherwise, why are you listening, really? <laughs> We're gonna take a trip down memory lane and revisit some classics. I don't know if I would call them classics, but retros, maybe. Yeah, some some older games, you know, games we haven't seen in a while and uh, want to see them come back at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun, guys. Strap in. Let's do this. <laughs> no more messing around. Let's go. And it's funny how this all started for me. The idea came to me when... In a dream. Yes, in a dream. <laughs> I was um, I was scrolling through Facebook, oh. and I happened to see something about something about uh, Need Speed Underground three, and I was like, oh, and I got immediately excited because I love the Underground uh, games. Those are my favorite racing games. Growing up as a kid, the Need Speed ones. Okay, and I played the crap out of Need for Speed uh, Underground two. Always got stuck at one part in particular, but I played the crowd out of it until that part. Then I got stuck every time. Anyway, I saw a trailer for the third one, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, is this is this actually a thing? Is it legit?" So I, I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Let me not get too excited. Let me go and do some digging, see what I can find." I found out that sadly it was a fan made trailer, and then oh. I was like, "Well, you know what?" That's fine, though. That gives me an idea <laughs> yeah. for episode topic. So that's how the topic came to be. And that's actually the first game on my list that yeah. I wanted to see return. Oh, I, I thought the topic was fake video game trailers. <laughs> <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be a new one of those every day, man. Yeah. <laughs> so Underground is one of is the first games on my list that I like to see return. Just because, again, like I said, I put so much time into into those games as a kid. And really not just Underground in particular, but right. a good street racing Need for Speed game. Because they've, they've gone away from that with some of the recent entries. The most like, recent one, which I, I never played, but payback, it was more like a Fast and Furious style. Okay. Like the newer Fast and Furious style, anyway. 
Yeah, it's all going over my head, man. <laughs> it, it's okay. I mean, like, the, if you've ever seen the older Fast and Furious movies, they were more about the cars and the racing and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The recent ones have turned into glorified uh, uh, action movies, but with cars in them. Right. And the news beacon has sort of followed that trend, whereas they've gone away from the street racing side of it and... The, like I said, the most recent one focused on, like, a, a heist type of thing. It was really weird. And I was like, I didn't play it. But I saw it, and I was like, that's not for me. That's not what I want. So I would like to see more of more of the older style of Need for Speed games. Focusing on the street racing and that sort of stuff. My favorite ones being Underground 2 and Most Wanted. The first one, not the reboot. Yeah. Which I disdained I st- the reboot I, of Most yeah. Wanted. yeah. I, n- I never played it because I saw it and I was like, "That's not like I'm glad it's coming back, but that's not that's not what what it, what it, what it is." No, I, not what I, I want. I played it. I can't remember <laughs> if I own it, but the first most wanted was my personal fave. Yeah, vastly, vastly better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I put it, I put so much time into those games. I remember in Most Wanted, one of my proudest achievements was evading the cops with like one tire because they have popped they have popped three of my tires and i had one tire left <laughs> and i somehow managed to escape them. i don't know how i did it but man i did and i was so happy yeah my personal fave was uh driving down a cpu driver who wouldn't stop <laughs> me and my nephew we would drive we was the cops and we'd drive and take them out and try and like do a side swipe and get in yeah. front of him so that my nephew can like come up and ram him from behind. Ah, oh, it was good times. It, it, it's, it, there's so much fun, man. There's so much fun. I, I think, I think those games need to make a return because I just, man, I want to race and do that sort of stuff. Again, I, I'm not yeah. a big, uh, Forza person. All right. But, like, I like Forza, but, it never was what, for me, what Need for Speed was. Right, and I almost wonder um, if it's a creativity thing. Like if the the people that developed those games back in the day are mm-hmm. just no longer working for EA. Right. And so that's why... Which is very possible. You got these other people trying to create... Um, for lack of a better word, they're trying to create something that or replicate something that they didn't create yeah right exactly mm-hmm. that very well could be what it is but who knows right only time will tell if we'll get a new need for speed underground style or even like the first most wanted style of game i hope so yeah i mean probably not if i uh <laughs> i have to agree with you probably not but I'm being optimistic. Yeah. I hear you. I agree. Oh. What's the uh, first game on your list, man? The first game on my list is a super classic. Uber classic. Because the last game for it came out on the original Game Boy. Ooh, that is a classic. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of NES titles as well. But mine is the... Adventures 
of Lolo. Okay. I think and, I've heard of it. I think I've heard of it at yeah. least. I think I may have talked about it before. Probably why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you play as a, a green blob and it's a puzzle game. And each floor you would go around collecting these little hearts. And once you collected all the hearts, the enemies would come to life. And so sometimes you had to uh, block them in so they couldn't come murder you. Okay. Or sometimes you'd have to uh, block their vision because they were like medusas. And if they saw you, they would shoot a laser out at you and murder you. And, yeah, so it, um, it was very fun because it was a, it was a thinking game. You had to think like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Sometimes they would like drop you in and it would be quick. Like you'd have to shoot this monster, egg him up and push him into this river. And then you'd have to use him to cross the river so that you could get across. And sometimes you'd have to do that, go get this stuff and come back before he got like completely past the river and it was just it was so good man like those games were so great and they were made way back when and they if i'm not mistaken because they were made by uh hal's laboratory okay which if you know who that is um that's the company behind kirby Oh, okay, gotcha, all right. And so Satoru Iwata was the president of that company when they made these games. And uh, so I don't know if we'll ever actually get one uh, since he's gone and he could have been the genius behind him. Mm -hmm. But I would really love to see a return of Lolo. Even though he's a, a boss or a baddie, Sometimes in uh, Kirby, <laughs> like he's shown up in Kirby before as a boss, but I would just, I would just love to see him make a return back to form and get like a full fledged Lolo game. That would be really cool. And if that's a person who hasn't played those games before to um, experience it, I think that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about it, I gotta at least try it out in some shape or form at some point in time. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, um, the next game on my list is SSX. It's always a tough one to say for some reason. The S is giving me trouble. I don't know why. But yeah. Did you ever play any of these back in the day? I sure did. Weren't they just. So much fun. Yeah. Like, this was EA Sports big when they were having... They were just having fun making games. Yep. They know all sorts of crazy stuff. And this was one of those that was just really, really wacky. And it was a... Like you said, like you said off-air, it's one of those extreme sports games. Was, they, they tried so many different things with this. I remember, like, the first two or three were... Uh, you know, you, the funniest thing to me was you, you could hit, you could hit people when you were racing as you were going down the track, you could hit them as you were, as you're riding past them and knock them off and set them back and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, 
Tricky came out, and that was so much fun. They took what they did with the first one and really ramped it up to another to another level. Yeah, with well, the, the first one Tricky. was more realistic, I would say. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't like cement that EA big craziness that right. they had gotten into. Yeah, until 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 Tricky. Yeah. I think Tricky was the one that really put the game on the map for a lot of people. Because mm. that one was really wacky. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the big... Uh, I don't even remember his name, but he had a fro. Yeah, I don't mm. remember his name. What are you talking about? I want to say it was Eddie. Could be. There was, an Eddie. was Eddie. There was a character named Eddie. That much I know. I believe it was Eddie because I think he's in the reboot that they did. Hmm. They added him in down there as an as extra character. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that SSX did that I didn't like after Tricky. Was they started like, well, we need to go up on a realistic mountain. And have <laughs> realistic drops down the mountain and stuff. Like, both both the SSX reboot and, and SSX 3. Yeah. yeah. Like, both of those, both of those were, were cool. They still had a little of the charm of SSX and it was still pretty pretty uh crazy but it wasn't to the to the degree that tricky was. Yeah. I liked all of the all of those games. Even the even the newer one, I still the reboot I still kind of like. But like you said, a lot of that stuff, a lot of that realist realistic grittiness of the of the reboot in particular cuz the reboot was really gritty in terms of stuff. Mm-hmm. Cuz they had hazards in that one. You know, you had to survive, you know, ice and, uh, you know, high altitude and that sort of stuff. It would, well, it would have like loop de loops. Really... You'd like yeah. go up and down the loop de loops and do like crazy jumps in the air. Yeah. And it, it, those, those tracks in the original two games were, I think, far and away better than what we got with, uh, Three and tricky. Even though I, again I enjoy both three and tricky, or three and the and the reboot. But still, I felt like it wasn't the same. The uh, creativity uh, you could do so much, so much more with a fantasy realm versus trying to take the Himalayas, for instance, and you know putting your own your own your s s s spin on it. That makes sense. Yep, it does. There was so much fun, man. I and if if they do, they could come back at some point, which I, again, I don't think they will because I don't think it sold all that well. But I would like to see it go back to a, a tricky, style of game, versus three and uh, the reboot and the reboot. Yeah, I remember in one of those games. I want to say it was three. You could do like skiing as well. You had the snowboarding. And you had the skiing as well, and you could do the same thing with hit people with hit people with, with the with the poles and stuff. It was like it still had the charm, but it wasn't, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That would be. I'd have to go back to it. Yeah, I had to go back, but I want to say it was three. Yeah, I just know that I played three, and I was just bummed out with how plain it was. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't even have like the crazy costumes. That was half the fun was unlocking the crazy <laughs> yeah. costumes. Yeah, and the different designs for the right for the characters. different characters. Yeah, I, I'd it, have to go back and replay it. It helped too to have a DMZ playing every time you 
boosted all the way up. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I still remember the, the 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 commentator from uh from one and two. He was my favorite. <laughs> it's just like ah, some of his lines were great. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Wonderful. But anyway, I want to see it come back at some point. It'd be really cool. I think. It'd be fun to have those sorts of games again. Because I feel like we don't get enough of that now with we, modern gaming anyway. We really don't. But that's still another day, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking it up. And EA Canada handled the games that... Uh, the Need for Speed series that was fun for me. Handled the games uh, during that time. Oh, you, you, they did the they need to speed games. Yes. Okay. So, and they, so they also did... did SSX. Ah, yeah. So it's kind of interesting now that uh, there are different game companies handling those series, but they uh, they had the SSX series when it was great, and they had the EA series when it was great, and now they're doing the NHL and FIFA games for EA so which those uh, NHL's on the come up and FIFA's been good for a while mm-hmm. so is that <laughs> <laughs> indubitably sir what's your uh, number speaking two speaking of EA though yeah yeah um, so my number two would be the NCAA football series I love NCAA so much, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's been six years since they released uh, NCAA 14. I guess five and a half if you're being generous. But anyways, <laughs> um, it's been about six years since we've had a college football game. And even though I never really played the NCAA, like, as a kid... My parents would buy me Madden because it's the football one. It's it's the most popular one. It has all the right. people you know and all that. Yeah. So uh, whenever I got NCAA, uh, and I, I was talking about this a little bit off air, but I would buy it when it was like dirt cheap. So, you know, when 2014 came out, I was buying 2010. <laughs> <laughs> so I always was a few years behind. But the one thing that I felt like NCAA did with their football game is that they were more feature based. You know, they would have features that they put in NCAA that you'd end up getting in Madden three years down the road. And so they were always, uh, I think, funner to play. You know, you always had more teams, more costumes, more uh, elements, stadiums. So... It's really great uh, series or game, uh, the NCAA football, and it's it's very sad. I know you want to talk about this, Byron, so I won't <laughs> I won't keep yakking too long. No, you're fine, man. You're good. I, I just wanted to say that yes, I, NCAA has always been my favorite of the two between Madden and NCAA. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would play NCAA until Madden came out and it, it would help me like get ready for Madden basically. But even still, um, I really liked the NCAA series 
because like you said, there's so many different teams. There's so many different there's so many different styles of play within college football. So you could go you no two teams played the same. Yeah. You could you you could you could play you could see a game between Texas Tech and Georgia Tech and you have an air raid style offense versus uh option style triple style offense, which they're two completely different styles of offense. And you don't really see a whole lot of that in the NFL. Right. Uh, yeah. Not not now and not uh Ever? you know not not back back in uh twenty fourteen or, you know, any of the other games we're talking about in particular. So for me, having those different styles of play made the game more enjoyable for me to see different things game in and game out from time to time, depending on who you were playing against. And one of the things that with there were some things in thirteen and fourteen that I really liked and things that I didn't like. I mean the the ESPN package was there. Something something I never understood why Madden didn't do. You know, they had the whole ESPN presentation with the, 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 the swipes and the tracking and all that stuff. Uh which was really, really cool for NCAA. Really, really cool. You know, you had Lee Corso when he was in the game with the mascot picking before the game. He put the little he 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 put the the little uh, helmet on or whatever for the team you were playing. That it it was so much the the runouts. There's so much to those games that I really really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And 14, I think, plays a really good game of football now. Even well, even now to this day. Yeah. And I'm still playing it. Uh, I recently started up a a new head coaching dynasty, and I'm starting at New Mexico State. I went through and I picked a one-star school at random. I closed my eyes and picked a school, and I got New Mexico State. We are six and like three, six and four, first year. So we're we're doing we're doing, we're bowl, we're going to a bowl at least. So there's that. Nice. But it's 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 so much fun for me to do all that. Um, I really want it back. I don't know if I ever see it just because of the legal issues that are going on with the game. And there's so many things that people, so many ideas that people have about how to get uh, the game back. You know, pay, pay the, pay the players, uh, you know, just, just, just make all, just make generic rosters, get, get the license for the teams, make generic rosters, uh, so many different things. But I, and I don't know what the right answer is to, fix any of that and with you know gridiron champions supposedly being a thing i i honestly don't even know if that's going to be a thing honestly i have no idea because i've been keeping up with it and i haven't heard anything in the longest time from it yeah i haven't heard anything from them but supposedly last year like in november december uh because i just looked this up recently they said that they have reached their funding. They're not allowing anyone else to pre-order the game or uh, take anything like that. They expect to have the game out in 2020. Yeah. So it's still like a year and a half because I assume they'll bring it out in uh, August, July of next year because that's when uh, EA would bring out their NCAA games. Yeah, um, and I, and with that being said, I'm concerned because if you just reach your funding, 
and you're shoot you're still shooting for that 2020 release year. Um, I do, I I don't know I don't know much about game development and everything, but I can't imagine that you have things in place to where you can make a competent, well playing football game in just a year or so. Right. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Um, they're not making the game. So they're like the direction and and the funding for it. From my understanding, there's a company called Big Ant Games or Big uh, Ant Studios. Yeah. And they've made yeah. games like rugby and other similar uh, football-ish type games. And I've looked at their games and, you know, they weren't like the greatest looking games, but they looked playable. Yeah. So you have to I, you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, sure. Sure. And the the next the next aspect of that is that generally whenever a game comes out, whenever someone's making a game, like games nowadays take two years to make. Yeah. Uh from the ground up. So you know, when you consider stuff like uh Madden, they release a game every year. Because as soon as they're done, as soon as their game goes gold, everybody shifts to the next game. Like, everybody goes, okay, we've shipped this game, it's done, we're working on now Madden 20. And you, right. you have or, a Or they're small... starting the, the pre-planning phase for the next year's game or whatever. Yeah, and there's a um, small staff of people that will stay on, like, Madden 19, where they're cleaning up and helping with bugs and stuff like that. So, there is that that time span, and I expect them to have it out. I don't know how good it will be. I don't know how uh, customizable it'll be. Like that's that's the big claim is that it's going to be customizable. It's going to come with generic teams, but you can put in your sports teams. Right. You know. So, uh, I definitely want to see how that'll work out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I want to see how it's going to work out, too. I have my own concerns about Big Ant, personally, because I played the Casey Powell lacrosse games. Um, I was using them to uh, to help me with lacrosse because I was calling lacrosse games. Okay. I was using them to help me prepare for lacrosse. Um, so I bought it, and I tried on everything. And it, it for me, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't good for me. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun game for me to play. Um, mm-hmm. but then maybe because I was, I was, I was expecting something else and didn't get what I wanted. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Cause I don't know much about their other games, about the rugby games, but I, I only know about the lacrosse games cause those are the ones that I played. Right. But, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how everything's going to work out with that game. Cause I want it to, I want it to be good. Right, but I don't know if that's because I really want a new college f- football game to put 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 my teeth into, mm-hmm. or if it's for some other reason I don't know, or if or if we think that it'll help, you know, with EA trying to get something or other, because I remember also seeing too that I was reading through Gridiron's website, and like yeah, one of our goals is to get. The you know get the NCAA on board and body blah, blah down the road or whatever. I'm like okay, well that's cool. Right. Uh, we'll see. 
So, I mean, they, they have lofty goals, and I like I like what they're talking. Right. Better of if they can back it up and have Big Ant help them back it, back it up as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the funny thing, too. They don't even need the NCAA license. Like, they have to yeah. go out to every school and get the license from that school. Exactly, yeah. So you you don't need the NCAA at all. Like, and that's yeah. what I never got is like, why are you paying the NCAA money if you don't need their licensing and you have to license, you have to go to, uh, you know, Maryland University and get the licensing agreement. Yeah. Or you have to go to uh, Alabama, you know, and, and get the licensing agreement. So that's what I never got. Like, why do you need NCAA's permission? to get those licensing agreements from when you have to go and do that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you know? can you can use fictional school. You don't have to do anything. You can get fictional schools. You can, you know, do all the stuff you want, which I think for me is the most intriguing part of that because I love fictional universes. Mm. So for me, having the fictional schools is going to be really Better cool. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really cool to see how they do those schools and – what different play styles they have for each of the schools and all that stuff like that's really interesting to me and especially if you can you can like pre-generate the rosters and name them with all that stuff like that'd be really cool so you know if i can put put myself into a universe of some some sort whether it be realistic or not um is great but my own fictional universe is even better for me just because i have control more so with everything. Yeah. Like, that's what I liked about uh, Super, Super Mega Baseball 2 this year. I got to create my teams. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, um, you know, I'd love to get the guys behind Immaculate Entertainment. Yeah. Get them to come on and uh, tell us about their game and, and what's going on and, you know, give us a rundown. Right, I would love that, honestly. Yeah, we we should totally. Yeah, we we, we should work on that. We should work on that. Planning during the episode. <laughs> it's how it works, baby. I'm so... gonna make a note of that real quick on my phone. <laughs> I don't forget about it. But yeah, I think we've talked about it instead of it long enough, man. <laughs> yeah. So, what is your last game? The last game on my list is. Another EA Sports big game, actually. Funny how this works. Uh, NBA Street. It was, it was, it was so close between this, between NBA and NFL Street. I played both of those games. Both of those were really freaking fun for me. But I think if I had to choose one of them, it'd probably be NBA Street. Okay. Um, I don't really know why I choose that one over over the other one, but. I really enjoyed NBA Street. It it had it had its ups and downs. The last like few games really weren't the greatest. Uh, home court was the low point of it for me, which was I think the last one that came out with, if I recall correctly. Right. But I mean, those games were just so much fun. You had. It, it it wasn't uh, it wasn't a serious uh, thing at all, but I remember, you know, 
going over buddies' houses and just playing NBA Street for hours on end. And you know, you had the historical, the uh, fictional characters in the game too, like Stretch Monroe, and you know, the first one comes to mind is Stretch, obviously. But you know, all those different fictional characters mixed in with the NBA characters. I just, I, I just think it'd be really cool to see one of them now. With the talent we have now in the league, they'd be really cool. Yeah, and and you could do crazy stuff too. Like you could put, you could put James Harden with Larry Bird, you know, hey man, on, on a team. You you can never get crazier than LeBron James and Super Mario. Okay? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a, I liked. I forget which one that was in particular. But I that one where you could like control the game breaker with the analog stick, you like the dunk you did in the air, or whatever you could. It was so much fun, man. It was so much fun. You know, it's it's been way too long since I've played any of the street games. Yeah, and like I'm I'm even trying to remember which one had the Nintendo characters in them, because I know that was one of the big deals was that they. Uh, released the uh, EA Big titles, and they all allowed you to play as like Mario and Luigi and Peach. Yeah, I forget which one that was as well, but I think that was it was probably on the on the Nintendo uh, console, if I recall. Remember which one it was though? Wait, what do you it mean? Was, I think I think that that one had Mario and Peach specifically for the Nintendo console. Like it came out on the other consoles, but on the Nintendo one in particular, it had the Nintendo characters. I could be wrong, but I think that's how right. it was. Yeah. So it was. Um, I looked it up. It was Volume Three. Oh, uh, okay. Play, uh, yeah. As the Nintendo characters, because I think. Um, I don't think they released Volume 1 or the first game on any of the, the consoles. Hmm. Because I know, like, SSX never got released um, on the first console, the first game. And I was pretty sure that, like, the first Street was on PlayStation 2 only. Mm-hmm. Might be right. Might be right. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Might be right. On a quick side note, remember NBA Ballers? Remember those at all? No. Oh man, okay. Those were those were also pretty pretty cool uh, basketball games too. Sort of sort of like NBA Street, but the premise behind that one was you were like a streetball player, and you got on this TV show. And you got recruited to like go around the go around the world and play against NBA players in their like not houses but like backdrops of of their houses and that it, it was it was really interesting, really interesting. Right. Let's look it up. I'll show it to you. Did you play home court? I did play home court a little bit. Yeah. Was that terrible? I don't remember. I, I liked it, but I didn't like it nearly as much as the others in the series. Hmm. Cause yeah, I never. I never played that one. Yeah, and and actually, I got I got a good way through the game, and I remember my my disc just not reading after a certain point, and I couldn't progress. Oh. 
Yeah, so I was very upset about it. That is terrible. Yeah, because I, like, I played enough to know that I liked it, and I wanted to keep playing it. Right. But I couldn't because of the disc. I hear you. Which is unfortunate, but hey, it is what it is. NBA Street, make it come back, please. No, just bring the whole EA Sports big, big back. Just do it. Just bring it all back. Yeah. All it. It's hot peas and butter. Time to make your <laughs> supper. You know what I think they should do? Here's what I think they should do. This, this is, this is my uh, genius idea for EA Sports. They don't even have to make uh, NBA Street or NFL Street or any of those. Just have that be a mode inside of your Madden and inside of your NBA Live. Okay. So just have the like, crazy off-the-wall stuff. And so you just use that uh, engine that you already have and the game that you already have and just use that to add more creativity, keep people playing your games longer. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, like... With the with the street, you know, on NFL, you could get seven on seven, have people playing with their own character, or whatever. With live, have it be three on three. You know, you might actually get people buying that game. Right. Because they're like, oh, we have these, you know, these game these games incorporated into our game now. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would. It would make me want to play them more. Right, yeah. And that's their goal nowadays, right? Keep us playing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, who's who's to say with, with the Fortnite craze and now you got Apex Legends? I don't know. Games might just be free to play and, and you just pay for the <laughs> extra content. <laughs> yeah. The, the gamer pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Remember the yeah. online pass? Remember that thing? I do. It was the worst thing they ever did. I don't want that to come back. That's what I don't want to come back. The online pass, okay? Well, I mean, that was to uh, keep people that were buying pre-owned games so they could make money off of them. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, I get it. just don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it either. But anyway, what's your last one, man? Yeah. So my last game, it's a classic, and it's... Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. I want to say you've talked about this before. And I'm going to talk about it again. (laughs) 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 Because we haven't had a brand new original Ogre Battle game since 2001. Wow. Yeah. And it was a Tactics Ogre game. Although there was like a a re-release of the original Tactics Ogre for the PlayStation Portable uh, a few years later it was just a re-release okay so I want a brand new title that's set in the Ogre Battle world because it was supposed to be episodic yeah like the March of the Black Queen was something like episode 5 it wasn't even the the first episode (laughs) you know so it's supposed to be episodic and I, uh, I definitely miss those games. I've, I've talked about them before because it's like a, uh, almost like a RTS, 
and that you have a a base and you buy your characters, bring them out, and you send them to do battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, main difference is that you don't have an unlimited supply. So the characters you have are limited um, by them themselves, if that makes sense. Although you can buy leaders and make more units. Mm -hmm. um, but it costs money. Like every turn, because there's a day and night cycle, every turn it costs money having them out. And if you're not making enough money, you can actually lose money. And there's a whole alliance thingy where if you bring out super strong guys to battle, um, you can actually be seen as worse than the emperor that you're trying to take down. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's this really weird alliance thing that I never figured out. But once they went into a battle, it would go into a turn-based battle. Um, and depending on where they were in in a... We'll say there's like seven spots, eight spots where you can put them on the grid. And depending mm -hmm. on if they're in the front grid or the back grid, they'll have a different attack. And how many attacks, because sometimes they get two attacks per turn. Sometimes they only get one, depending on where they're at. Or like if they're in the back, some of them have an attack that hits everyone on the enemy side. Or sometimes it's just like one attack they can do. Hmm. Or they just hit one person, I should say. Not one attack, but they just hit one person. And, you know, there's there's so many different classes that you can pick. They have, like, wingmen, griffins, witches, wizards, uh, knights. There's little, like, paladin dudes, uh, soldiers, uh, beast masters, doll masters. You know, these are just, off the top of my head, golems, dragons. Oh, okay. And each one has different classes. You know, like with the dragons, you have an earth dragon, a fire dragon, a poison dragon. And each uh, character, once they level up enough, they can get promoted. And once they're promoted, they become a stronger version of themselves. That's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there are, like, specific characters um, that have specific color palettes. Like, there's a, a character called Cronus and he's a wingman and he's the only wingman that has red hair like all the other wingmen are uh, brown colored hair so if you buy like a generic wingman or you find one because that's another thing you could just be strolling along on the map and then you'd hear fight it out which was really like digitized <laughs> right yeah okay <laughs> and then it would be like you versus a one-on-one -on -one battle and uh, because of the way the battle worked, it would kind of randomly pick uh, who it would attack. Like, there were certain settings you could do. Like, you could tell it to attack the strongest, go after the leader, attack the weakest, yeah. um, or attack, like, the best or smartest decision. Like, you could tell them to do that, but you wouldn't tell them who to attack specifically. It's not like you're like, you attack him, you attack them. It just happens. As the battle right, goes on, right? It's it's like it's like one of the uh, like mobile phone games or whatever where it just happens. Yeah, similar gotcha. to that. Um, but you could randomly find enemies in the map as you were just traversing, and you could befriend them. And if they accepted your befriending, then they were in your army, and you could put them on uh, different 
teams or different units. So there's this whole level of like customization uh, to it that you can, I hope you can tell by me talking about it and how enthused and excited I am uh, yeah. about this game, how much uh, I enjoy it and how much I wish they would come out with another one. Because there, there are characters you can get that if you don't go and talk to the towns, because there are towns that you will uh, liberate, we'll say, and once right. you liberate, they help pay money towards you for protection. And the enemies can actually send a unit out to that and take back the town. Which I guess hurts your reputation too. So That's really cool. Generally, you don't want to do that. But there are certain areas where you will go to them and there'll be like a story segment. And they'll tell you about a character. And there's one in particular where you have to go and you meet the, the wingman dude. You go and talk to him, and he's like, I used to be in the army, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. And then you have to go down to the other town, either with the same unit or a different unit, it doesn't matter, that's like further south, and you would talk to his sister, and his sister would give you an amulet that was his, or something like that. It's been a while. So then you got to go back up to him, talk to him again, he sees you got the amulet, he joins your party. So there's certain things like that that you have to do. Okay. And like once you have the Cronus character, there's a, there's an enemy that you have to... Cronus has to go down and fight him. Like he doesn't have to defeat him, but he has to go just down... Says, just fight him. Yeah, he just has to go down and fight him and then they have a conversation. And then once you defeat him, he joins your party. But if Cronus doesn't go down and talk to him... You don't get that character. Oh, okay. So it's sort of like a loyalty quest almost. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. And, you know, if, you're, if your guys get hurt, you can buy, like, items. Certain towns will have stores where you can buy items that will heal them. Right. Um, or you just go to towns and you rest up. And so that's a common thread. And so, like, generally when you're fighting the villain or the boss of that stage, they're on the castle that you have to take. And you have to beat them, but you'll get knocked back if you don't beat them. And so a <laughs> tactic is to bring like a bunch of guys, if you can, together to fight them all at once. So that one dude gets knocked back, another dude can take him down um, kind of at the same time. So it's just a, it's just a really fun uh, game. You know, it mixes RPG with RDS and strategy all kind of into one game and it's still one of my favorite games of all time sounds like it you know if you ask really me does. to to create a top 10 list of the greatest games of all time it's in there that's awesome i'm it it, it reminds me a bit of uh the godfather uh games a little bit just in in terms of the fact that uh you know you have the different factions you're going after and you can take over their towns and then they'll come back and try to take it back from you and things like that mm -hmm. god is sort of the same way you have these families and you're going to take over the businesses and then at least in the second one anyway you could get upgrades for your crew depending on what what things you take over they'll give you bonuses like oh if you get all these you get body armor or you'll get you know things like that yeah and 
um, that it reminds me of the Godfather in that respect. So that's really cool. I feel like I would enjoy it if I played it. I think you would. And it's, oh, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, all good, man. Yeah, I mean, what this is about. It it has tarot cards too. I didn't even get into the tarot cards. Oh, like okay. So, and what are, what are those for? Like, what are the tarot cards for, man? Well, every time you liberate, the first time you uh, liberate a town, you can draw a tarot card. And there's good tarot cards and bad tarot cards, depending on which one you draw. Right. Yeah. But also. They they do certain stuff like it, each one, because it's for those that know, it's in the major arcana, and so the major arcana is only like, what is it, twenty cards, something like that. Like there's fifty three in total cards in tarot, but the major arcana are only like twenty, All right uh, of them, twenty fifteen of them, something like that. And so in this game. Um, they they can be used during battle. If you like pause the battle, you can go into your tarot cards and use them. And some of them will like raise uh, defense, raise attack. Uh, some of them do damage. Like there's a chariot one where this guy with a hammer like comes down, and he swings it and it smashes and goes. Like, a hammer, through. you say? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> over. Your your <laughs> new favorite weapon. <laughs> um. But and then there's some that will just change uh, the game from nighttime to daytime, because that's another thing. Enemies or specifically the undead are stronger during the nighttime. Right. And so you may pull out the sun tarot card because you're getting your butt whooped and you want them to be weaker. Like it's so. Oh, it it has almost a Pokemon level. Of depth to it. Okay. That's really cool, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like Pokemon has a lot of depth now that it's, you know, 30 years old or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but it, it it really has that level of depth. And I would just love to get my grubby little hands on a brand new spanking game. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that, man. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day... If we ever like stream shit, if I ever get the ability to stream my Vigi games, um, that would be a, a fun game to uh, put out and, and play. Yeah. Cause it's For sure. I I'd check it out if I was able to. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But. <laughs> oh. But man. I think we've uh, talked enough for one day. We've definitely strolled down memory lane a little too long. But it's okay. We can always come back. Next week. <laughs> next, this, next week. Because for now, we're done, right? We're done. We are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 75 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, can round of plugs. Go. Yeah, so we have our Twitter where we post all of our news. It is R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R-G-A-M-I-N-G 
P-O-D. So we always post just as soon as a new episode goes live or if anything uh, meets our fancy, we'll uh, also post that as well. Yes. And while you're on Twitter following the podcast, be sure to follow me and Ken on Twitter as well. Ken's on Twitter at Macrobov. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. One more time. M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. I'm on Twitter at bron1417. That's b underscore ron1417. One more time. b underscore ron1417. And while they're doing all that, though, they can do something else, right? They can find the podcast and listen to it. Where else can they get it? So they can find our podcast on the iTunes podcast store, on the Google Play Music, and on castbox.fm or the Castbox Android, or even I think it's on the iTunes app. So anywhere you're at, if you forget your phone or you upgrade or you downgrade or you're just at work and they don't let you play on your phone, but you're on a computer, so haha, jokes on them. You can listen to us <laughs> right, anywhere exactly. we're available. <laughs> Take that work environment. Yeah. <laughs> Take my fist at you. But uh, while you're there listening to the podcast on the respective listening services, be sure to leave us a review. It helps us to get to more people, number one, and it also gets closer to our goal of world podcast video game domination. But, but, Ken, they got to come back next week. Do me a favor. Tell them why. No. (laughs) I'm kidding. They know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They should come back next week because everyone could use a little more R&R.